0: Fueled by Temperance Spirits, Edmonton's leading non-alcoholic beverage provider. Order online for doorstep delivery. Oilers
1: fans, this holiday season, there is a lot to celebrate. And Temperance Spirits has you covered, curating the best non-alcoholic
0: beverages to keep the party going into the new year. As a
1: small Edmonton-based business, Temperance is rooted in community and bringing people together. Available online, enjoy fast local delivery
0: to your doorstep in the greater Edmonton area. Whether you're hosting this year's holiday party or looking for the perfect gift, Temperance Spirits is your go-to source for celebrating without the buzz. To make your holidays brighter, order your favorite non-elk drinks at www.temperance-spirits.com and score a festive 15% off with the discount code SDPN.
1: This season, let the Temperance Spirits online store be your secret to scoring a merry and festive celebration. You can stay connected with them at at Temperance Spirits on Instagram and Facebook. Well, Zach, you lose Adam Ernie's hitmen. I lose my laptop, and the Edmonton Oilers lose to Andre Vasilevsky. Mm-hmm. Always, things come in trios. We're exactly—we're happy about exactly one of those things. Uh, you're free now, uh, and unfortunately, this is what the Oilers give you for your first game in freedom—a seven-four loss to really Andre Vasilevsky. That's the the guy. Holy shit. Fifty-four okay. shots and only four goals.
0: Vasilevsky played awesome. Awesome. Unreal performance. One of the best goaltending performances I can remember uh, for the other team uh, for the Oilers facing, but coming off an injury, they, they scored four goals. Four goals is a really good night in the National Hockey League. Most teams average under four goals per scored per game. The Oilers scored four. Four should be enough to win you the hockey game. They were up three to two. Stamkos batted in that three two goal. Um, whatever that was a nice goal you tip your cap the first three goals skinner looked shaky in the first couple periods but you know what he was making saves he made a huge save i believe in the second period uh when when after the oilers kind of came back to tie the game when the Oilers were kind of rallying dominating. i should say even rallying dominating this was a domination but you know what this was again this was a sell job this was <sighs> atrocious the only goalie that goalied anyone is skinner skinner sold this game like, Vasilevsky played good, but at the end of the day, you scored four goals on Andre Vasilevsky. He robbed Drysaddle McDavid on the same power play in the second period. He played unreal, but you scored four goals, and your goalie, to finish the game, letting goals four and five, horrendous. Those are Jack Campbell, non-NHL caliber goals. This is the thing. They came, they came in on an eight-game win streak. You talked about it. They've been playing excellent. They still continue to play excellent. They probably played... Better in this game than they have in majority of the games over that eight game win streak. The difference is you're playing a team that, yes, the Lightning haven't been that good this season, but they have high end dynamic offensive talent. Who You see, do they give up a lot of chances? Yes. The Oilers give up. The Oilers haven't been giving up a lot of chances, but Skinner today didn't stop them when the Oilers needed it most. This is the this is a running theme, this is a running problem. The, no matter how good you play defensively, how many how good it looks like Skinner's playing when he's not letting in those soft goals, you still need a goalie. He is not a starter for a playoff team. Man. He is young, he can be good, but it's, I, I, you can't watch this. You where they are in the standings, they can't afford to drop in it's back two games against Tampa
1: that they deserve to win, that their goalie sold. I mean, here's the thing, too, right? Vasilevsky comes coming off of an injury. This is this is not Vasilevsky at his best. He's still obviously going to be fighting something, at least Rust, right? But, dude, you you see this game and that dominant dominant second period, insane twenty three shots to seven, and if it wasn't for Vasilevsky, dude, I think it would have been like six two at that point, and totally. even and and at that point. The whole game changes, right? If you're going into the third period, 6-2, the Stamkos batter and it doesn't tie the game anymore. I think that performance by Andre Vasilevsky actually had a huge effect. Of course, Skinner, like you, you, you have two bounces, right? The Mott goal in the first period and then the Stamkos goal in the third period. Those ones are, oh, that's tough. That's a tough one, right? But the ones after that, like Kucherov's in the third, Stamkos is in the third. Like, it's just it's impossible garbage. to win if, if this is what Skinner is putting up. And this is the other thing, too. Who's going to come in? Like, Pickard had a couple of good games, but do you keep, you throw Pickard against Florida next? You have to, have to, have to. You started Skinner way too much
0: as it is, whether you think he's been playing good, mediocre, bad. And he's been. Up uh, an, an, an average NHL goalie the last eight games, and this was the Stuart Skinner that they started the season with tonight. Like, I I agree with you that, yes, Vasilevsky played a huge huge role in this game. The Oilers could could have easily been up 7-1 in the second period. But other teams have good goalies. Good teams have good goalies. The Oilers are one of the few really neat—the Oilers are— regardless of where they sit in the standings a really 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 good team I genuinely believe they're a top three team in the NHL they are really good there's a few problems on the roster but again the great equalizer the thing that's gonna be been biting them in the ass this season more than anything is goaltending right other teams have goalies you're in the west let's say they go they they're in a wild card they flip out of the central they end up playing Dallas in the playoffs. Dallas has Jake Ottinger. We saw oh. what J- Jake Ottinger did in the playoffs to Calgary. We can't, you, you can't, ha- Jake Ottinger's going to play good if you play him in the playoffs. Vegas is, you look at the performance Aiden Hill put up against Edmonton last year. Like other teams have good goalies. He'll be up against goalies that put up 30 saves on 30 shots, 40 saves on 40 shots. You need to be able to overcome it. And the fact is they scored enough to be able to do it. They had 55 shots tonight, regardless of how good Andre Vasilevsky is playing. This was a
1: dominant. They gave Tampa nothing. Like the chances that Tampa scored on were they not were no, glorious chances. They were just absolutely no, like put it, put it to Tampa's score ability to score in any situation too right you have a a, a Kucherov tied up and he still managed to get that shot through Skinner you have Stamko's taking a shot from the blue line and he that manages to get through Skinner like there's floater there's so many times when Tampa just scored on nothing chances Uh, even the again the Tyler Mott one it just kind of bounced out to him it's a knuckler puck how many times do you just see that go like high and nothing happens that's that the fact that the lightning were able to put stuff on net and skinner was just unable to get in the way of these like you said floaters the bouncers these super simple low danger saves he just couldn't get them it doesn't matter if the defense is able to stop a whole bunch of high danger chances if skinner is letting in a ton of low danger chances but we could talk about this all day, right? We'll, we'll talk about now the infuriating news that came from Tony Brar, right? Oh, yeah. Holland, in an interview with Tony Brar, said that we're week to week in the goalie situation in the organization. We are riding Skinner and Pickard until at least Christmas. Bro. Bro. You have Florida coming up next. Then you have the New York trio. Like, I, I don't understand. How could anyone look at this performance tonight and just decide? Yeah, we're we're good now. We just have well, Skinner, and that's good enough. Like they, they, Pickard's they, doing they were, okay. That's good enough. This team can win the cup.
0: They 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 can't with this goal time and Pickard. It has been good. Like Pickard has been exactly what you expect. He's been better than you expect, I think, coming on that third, third goalie kind of role, coming in and playing really well in the two or three games that he's even played in. But like for Holland to say that and then Stuart Skinner to come up with a performance like that just goes to show you, it doesn't matter. Again, it doesn't matter if they somehow fig- figure out cloning technology and they get two more Connor McDavid and two more Leon Drysons. The results for every game would be exactly the same if they continue to run out this goaltending tandem. Tonight, Stuart Skinner, negative 2.88 goals saved above expected. Um, basilevsky was 2.17 goals saved above expected, right? He played unreal and Skinner played absolutely horrendously. Like you can't say we're week to week. I don't know what that means. Okay, there was a panic early because they were losing so you're gonna freak out say okay we need a goalie and every other team knows you need a goalie so they're gonna jack the prices up and throw it past you an anvil while you're drowning and they're just gonna sit, sit there and you you can only trade in a panic thing and then you're gonna get fleeced. or you trade for a goalie during your eight game win streak or as you continue to win and everyone's like, oh the goaltending's not the problem anymore why don't we trade for nikita Zadorov? why don't we trade for sean monahan we don't need a goalie let's go in the playoffs like this like are you stupid are you stupid? Honest to God. Are you actually stupid? If we, if we saw this movie last year. The sequel will be no different. If you go into the goaltend into the playoffs with this goaltending tandem, and they will win more games. Like Skinner, the, the, they're gonna come out next game, regardless of who's in net, they're gonna play well and they're gonna win. They're, they're gonna come out in the games in New York and they're gonna have games where Skinner, you know, is average 900 yeah. whatever. Doesn't let in any floaters, but the Oilers are excellent defensively. The Oilers have been one of the best defensive teams in the NHL under Chris Noble. Like oh, not even dude. close, top three, like insane. The how they went from giving up everything to literally giving up
1: nothing. The rush defense is tremendous, dude. The performance. Of Darnell Nurse, I don't know what Paul Coffey is saying in his ear, but Nurse is a changed man, dude. He's looking incredible. Mm-hmm. Obviously, score tonight, but he had so many chances that that took away Tampa, like on on two on one rushes. Bringing in his backside, taking guys off pucks. Like Nurse looks incredible this season. Some of the best hockey Nurse has played in his entire career. Like
0: Darnell Nurse, since he's been hit, got hit in the puck, hit in the face <laughs> with the puck. In has the warmup. Norris Caliber. Evan Bouchard, honestly, is a top three defenseman in the NHL. His <laughs> poise with the puck is like nothing I've ever seen on the Oilers blue line, ever. I've never seen a player can move like that. 13 game point streak, the holds at the blue line, the way he evades pressure in the defensive zone is unreal. He cuts out. He has cut out those
1: giant mistakes that kind of he got unlucky a lot on early in the season. I mean, he's unreal. The freedom that coffee has given Bouchard and all the defensemen has unlocked this incredible potential right now. They're I think they're not second guessing themselves as much. So they're able to take pinches, take risks when they an, analyze a situation and feel like, okay, I have someone coming back anyway. We're going to be able to, to you know, even if this gets past me, stop the rush going the other way. Boosh, like you mentioned, this 13-game point streak, 20 points. That is insane. He's The only person that's more insane, McDavid, 11-game yeah. point streak. This dude has 27 points. 20, dude. like a, but but i expect that
0: from him honestly like he's been he's playing unreal defensively best he's ever looked even leon tonight leon was flying leon was creating vasilevsky single-handedly he felt like he stole two goals from leon dry alone dry saddle was creating by himself you look he's playing with fogel and yanmark like they need to get dry a winger they that's need the, to get dry a right winger that's another and,
1: great point dude Kane and Brown have been mm. so terribly glad like normally McLeod from from what I see like McLeod's a stabilizing presence right he's able to you know he's able to keep things locked down for other players so that they can excel take a little bit more risk at least and Kane and Brown they've they've just been an anchor tied to both of his legs like I don't know what's wrong because Evander Kane started this season so well like he he was at one point, probably the best player for the Oilers. I mean, Connor Brown is a different story, but something's going on. Do you buy into the rumor that Evander Kane has a is it has a nagging injury right now?
0: No. No, I don't know. I'm sure he, everyone has something, but Evander Kane's a streaky player. Like he's he hasn't been an oiler for that long. He's a streaky player. He scores goals in bunches. He'll get six goals in six games, go to the next six games without scoring, four goals in five games, and kind of just that's kind of the pace that he runs at. That's the way he plays hockey. He'll he'll either be really good or not noticeable at all. Uh sometimes a shot goes in, sometimes it doesn't. But I think Evander Kane has chemistry with certain centers. I think he actually he plays pretty well with McDavid. He plays pretty well with dry settle. Obviously, Hyman and Nugent have been exceptional with McDavid, so you don't mm. break that up. You're kind of just trying to find whatever works with dry because you need two lines going for sure. The, the problem right now is uh, Evander, like, we've watched enough Oilers hockey to tell when players have chemistry and when it's working and when it's not. And Connor Brown and Evander Kane on the same line does not work. I mean, the amount of passes that are just missed. Connor Brown single-handedly twice tonight in the second period, just put it, uh, it was on a two-on-one or a three-on-two and put it right on a Lightning Defenders tape. Like, he just, he can't make a pass, really. Like, was he effective in the bottom six? I think, honestly, yeah, he was a little more noticeable tonight. He was getting pucks in deep. He was trying to get it on the forecheck. He was kind of creating in the offensive zone, at least more than he kind of had in the past uh he was a little more effective but him and kane just have no chemistry mcleod's kind of just there that line really is not working like you can't have Kane around. like we saw that two-on-one where they did i think they have multiple two-on-ones where they didn't even get a shot off right like yeah. it, 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 those two have no chemistry it <laughs> does not work with those
1: two like you mentioned it there there are times when there's just something about their chemi like it there there was a great opportunity kane threw a, a rink wide pass over to Brown, right? And it yep. just barely, I don't even think Brown was moving that fast. It just couldn't find the mark. Like something about them just does not click. And I mean, Brown in the last couple of games, he's gotten a couple more looks than when he started the season. Like he he had a couple of chances tonight, but against Vasilevsky, dude, if you're trying to break your, your goalless streak against Andre Vasilevsky, good luck. Uh, yeah. I think the the other thing too is Fogle and I mean they Kane and Brown were playing with Drysaitel since last game right and they yeah. got demoted last game. I think Fogle's doing fine. Like he's he's yeah, doing okay good. on on Drysaitel's like, wing. He plays well with with McLeod. Like there's a, there's just this missing hole on the right side, yeah. right? A, yeah. a top we, six I mean, right winger. We know what Fogle
0: is and we know what Yanmark is, right? Like, like uh, you're, you listen, you can't expect exceptional top end talent playing with Leon Settle. Obviously like outside of, you know, the two guys that you would put with settle or if you broke them up, the usual Hopkins and Hyman and have one with Dry, one with McDavid, then obviously you could get a little bit more balanced that way. But like the way they have the lines built right now, they when you have yanmark and fogel with dry settle you know what you're going to expect you're going to get really hard trekking you're going to get a lot of effort you're going to get yanmark probably fucking up and messing up on uh, the you Turn know an offensive zone possession a couple of times here and there but you know what it's it's better than what it's been with kane and brown like there just hasn't yeah. been that chemistry with dry settle lately uh before we continue on i just want to say we got 60 people watching we got mcnader mgd all the regulars i saw swoosh earlier david w uh Bavara, paul uh ton of people in chat if you guys want to go ahead hit like wise kyle's up there uh we'd really appreciate it yeah this game sucks to lose uh oilers obviously deserve the win they've been playing excellent for what the past 14 games now it just kind of hasn't gone this one didn't go their way they got shitty goaltending but you know what uh they're still in a decent they put themselves back in a decent position we have to be really thankful for that But just talking about what you're saying with Yanmark and Fogel, like we know what we're going to expect. You're going to get hard forward-checking. We're going to get good effort, but the finish just isn't there. And I think outside of a goalie, like, yeah, you want an upgrade on CC. ideally. You are um, dollar in, dollar out. Um, (laughs) But you need you need a right winger that can play in your top six with leon dry settle. like a jordan eberle would be wonderful you know 50 yeah. percent retain jordan eberle would be absolutely wonderful but like until you get a goalie I, I i can't even entertain the idea of making other trades you know what i mean yeah.
1: when when you have a glaring problem when the house is on fire and you're yeah. busy watering the plants it's like hey there's there's a better thing you could be doing right now um uh, the the one good point, if you wanted to start talking about like some some good things about this game, dude, this fourth line is oh. so nutty, like unreal, un insane. The power two power plays drawn by the fourth line, and it. These guys are ca- they're not the biggest dudes, like they're Hamlin- the smallest dudes. It's Hamlin- like having four Dennises on your or three
0: Dennises on your fourth line. Like literally, Hamlin the one-timer in the first period of the pass <laughs> from Ekholm was so unexpected, legendary. They're drawing penalties through hard work. They're getting down below the opposition goal line and they're grinding away. They're the they're the smallest guys, but that's all it doesn't matter. It's hard work. It's determination and it's funny I still hear oilers media some broadcasters who work for the team or work you know near the team depending on what they say saying that oh i don't think this fourth line will be effective in the playoffs i think they need bigger bodies still they are not this fourth line can't play playoff hockey but you know what i completely disagree i think okay you get a six seven nicks nick buke statue go okay great for what he is doesn't hit doesn't do anything look why do we want to replace what's working i sort of thought it's excellent if they went to the playoffs tomorrow with this fourth line I'd be ecstatic. Oh the fourth line's the last thing that I need that I, I think needs changing. This is the best fourth line I can remember the oilers having. They're consistently, they're not, you're not, you you used they you used to just hope that the fourth line would go out there and not get scored on, and you let Connor go back <laughs> out and win just the goal. That's all it was the goal. Every time this fourth line is on the ice, they are doing something. They're creating, they are drawing penalties, they are getting momentum back for your team. There is always a positive force when this fourth line is on the ice. Derek Ryan, Sam Gagne, James Hamblin have been
1: absolutely excellent. And if you look at it too, like Gagne up until this game he's had a three game or he's had two games three game point streak. He had three oh points God. during that. Derek Ryan with his assist tonight, he he has a three game point streak going with three points. It it's nutty and it's not just offensive zone too like there was a a play where derek ryan and vinnie DeHarnay were was stuck behind skinner they were just trying their best to hold tampa back and they were against the top line of of tampa bay like they were putting in the effort and it, it results in that uh that hamlin breakout and calvin dehan mm-hmm. has to take a penalty on him like yep. The, when the entire Tampa first line is so gassed that your th- your center on the fourth line is able to make a breakout and they have to go, holy, if I don't hold this guy back, there's a high chance it's going to be a high danger breakaway. I love it. It's insane. This is a fourth mm-hmm. line that can defend. This is a fourth line that's been able to get offense going. And there's a fourth line that just rough and tumble gives energy to the team like It is insane when you look at Derek Ryan and Sam Gagne, especially these two old timers and they're able Mm -hmm. to get the bones moving again. They got crushed against the boards a couple times tonight. Gets back up. No harm, no foul. We're going to keep playing like I'm in love with this fourth line. I hope they never break it up. But if you don't break up the fourth line, you don't break up the first line. What are you going to do with the Kemi on this second and third line?
0: Well, th- this fourth line is a line that you could tell that NABLA, every single game, is gaining more and more trust with. They're playing 10 minutes only, you know, on average, but it's a really noticeable 10 minutes. It's not like what going out there and watching Adam Ernie do nothing and shit his pants for 10 minutes. You're going out there and, ev- again, like we said... They're making hits. They're making plays. They're not the biggest guys. They're still getting in there. They're still making life hard on Andre Vasselowski. You saw the only scrums that were that came from in this game we were when that fourth line was on the ice. When, you know, Brett Kulak, and Vinny, Deharnais were on the ice. This fourth line is excellent. I But, like, also, the, the thing is, I think these guys work well together. This is a line that, yeah, I get that you want to kind of shuffle up that middle six, but I wouldn't touch this fourth line. Like, we saw... Sam Garnier try and play with Connor McDavid. And while well, he has that offensive skill, that instinct is still there. That from that seventh overall pick, he's just, they're not fast enough. Yeah. These guys are all similar skaters, similar builds, similar players, and they work well together. This is something that I don't break up. I keep as long as they're rolling and they are still rolling. They are winning the matchup and they aren't just winning the matchup against the other team's fourth line. Nobloc trust them out against Tampa's top players. And they did well. They yeah. did
1: really well. Like, the the Stamkos goal where he batted out of H1. midair and tied the game, oh. uh, yeah, out, out oh, of the four, four. <laughs> the the one where he tied the game up by batting the rebound out of midair, like they, I believe they sent out uh, the third line because that was they just got on the ice when Stamco yeah. scored that goal, but after the third line got one shift back out there, the fourth line went out. And that's a lot of trust. It's a tie game situation and you're sending your fourth line after there was a, you know, a decent break and the first and second lines could have clearly gone onto the ice. No, no, we're going to send out our energy guys. We're going to try and get a little bit of momentum, maybe fish for another penalty, right? But at that point in the game too, third period, the it's a tie game. The refs aren't going to be just giving out penalties unless it's something egregious like I, I feel I'm still insanely happy about how the team has played, but yeah. tonight that third period, it just puts such an ugly, terrible taste in your mouth.
0: And it's, and it's, and it's, it was, again, the team played excellent. Like we can sit here and say, okay, Kane and Brown don't work well until the other, but like at the end of the day, you you can you can get by with that line like again the, i believe the oilers tied a club record for shots they have 56 shots in the game according to nhl.com so i i believe that's a franchise record or at least ties the franchise it ties it record. something like that so yeah like like they played well they will win more way more often than not with you know just playing like this playing like they have over the last nine games i i just saw this on on twitter that uh, Zach Lang uh just tweeted out a quote from Stewart's Skinner's press conference, and he just said like I think the guys played a heck of a game. Nobody in the room should be except for me, except for me. To be honest, I think that I ca- I ended up kind of losing us the game. That's something I'll take on, and I'll be better for it. I think these guys in here should be real happy with how they play. So again, like like they know every person in that dressing room knows what happened. They saw that Stamkos goal go like that just so weak. The Kucherov goal where CC. Like him or hate him, he tied up Kucherov. Like, he did he, what he, he had did, to do. He did his job. All Skinner had to do was be set and be ready and just not be caught sleeping. And he was. And it's a consistent theme. In games that they win and games that they lose, you're always nervous. Like, there's always something. It's never just smooth sailing. It's always stressful. And, th- and th- that's why I'm team all the futures. I don't care. Holloway, <laughs> three first, whatever, Borgo, whatever he's got to be, you send that. For an actual goalie upgrade. None of this Montreal. No one wants Montreal's goalies. Stop talking about them. No one wants like Capo If you can get Mackenzie Blackwood, if you can get anyone who like a legitimately good goalie, a guy who's been good, a guy who can be good, a guy who still is good, you go and do that. I still, I still believe Nashville will trade UC said give them the right package. So I, I, I mean you three firsts, you're telling me they wouldn't move them.
1: Bro, we saw we saw Micro Biff uh the carlson trade so <laughs> at this point anything is possible my man yeah. uh it's it's so silly if you just you look at it and and oilers fans have a short memory right this was a team that won eight they were trying to like beat the franchise record <laughs> we have a short memory we're doing yeah. fine it is 50 percent, but When you just get this sort of experience, Skinner, I have faith he'll bounce back, but you can't look at this with short-term memory if you're Ken Holland. You have to go into this going, hey, I'm making phone calls, I'm trying my best, I'm not going to take a stupid deal, because we're no longer in that territory, but... I'm going to keep trying. You can't come out here and just say, don't worry. We're going to run our luck and just, just roll the dice again. I'm sure it will be, we'll be back. Like, So what? You get into the playoffs, mm-hmm. like you said. You run it with Skinner and Pickard. Let's say they, they're doing great. They get us into the playoffs. What are you going to do? What are you going to do don't against? Beat LA. They don't beat LA. And LA has Cam Talbot as their starting goalie. Yeah, they they not
0: be in LA, but I, and I see a bunch of Tampa fans are here talking about how uh, rough the how the Bolt's defense has actually been good, and they they and we we, we yeah. haven't even mentioned the Bolts were without Victor Hedman yeah. tonight. Like like th- this was a game you should have won. Andre Vasilevsky obviously like first and foremost stole the game, but second Skinner sold the game, right? Like yeah. like that's kind of where we all all are sitting there. But yeah, like man, the Lightning give up so many odd man rushes. It feels like hey, like every time you turn around, it was. Connor Brown, James Hamlin, Derek, or, like they were guys that don't normally get on odd man rushes outside the penalty kill. Darnell Nurse got a shorthanded goal. Like yeah. there were just so many different things that were weird. Like, I, like Tampa is a very leaky team. It looks like, and and the thing is, they they they. It looks almost like they give up to generate like they generate yeah. a, a number of chances and they the difference between them and the Oilers is they have the ability to play that way because they're confident that their goalie is going to stop them. The Oilers can't give up anything because if there's even a single goal that requires Skinner to move laterally from side to side, there is a above 50% chance that that will end up in the back of the net. And it just you cannot happen. Good teams generate chances. I don't care if you're the 85 Oilers, the 2000 whatever Red Wings The Pittsburgh Penguins of 2009, like you give up chances. Teams give up chances. does not matter how good you are. You need a goalie that can make a save once in a while. And Skinner, even if he had, like, again, earlier in the game, makes a huge save. Keep the Oilers in it. Keep them, again, believe, keep the lead. But later in the game, he sold. So it kind of negates everything. It doesn't matter. You cannot give up those leaky goals, especially in the playoffs, when it's even harder to generate, when the game gets tighter. This is not, like, this is not a recipe for success. They're such a good team. They're so close. No matter where they... They could finish in the final wild card spot just because of goaltending. And if they make a trade in March for a goalie and they go on the post, so I, I, honest to God, I think they're the cup favorite.
1: They, they genuinely should be. They, they just got to get someone to help Skinner. Like... Yeah. No, they, they need someone uh, in, ahead of Skinner. Like, yeah. not to help Skinner. They, they need, need a, a 1A. They need a 1A to Skinner's 1B, right? Yeah. I... It, if you look at Skinner and taking ownership of it, I don't want to attack the guy, right? This is, this is not just, this is not Stu willingly. I hope not, not no, willingly I, I, throwing the yeah, game, of course. but of course, of course. he has to be better. And it's hard for him to be better. If we're constantly riding him when he's honestly just a one B, like he's still a young goalie. We need someone to take minutes from him. And it's, yeah, Unless shoot. something happens in the front office, it doesn't look like we're getting this help. Like it...
0: they, 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 it, I think they will. I think eventually they will. It's just sooner rather than later. When you get when you have the start that you have, or you need it sooner rather than later. When you have the start that you have and you're two nine and one, you cannot like you cannot afford to lose games or you dominate. Like you can't afford to lose these games. Uh because you see you asked for press uh questions, and I see a bunch of people already asking some stuff. So let's kind of jump Let's into move that into, right into the here. press conference. And uh what I wanted to say was like Swoosh kind of talked about it. When they were those empty net, Fogel draws the power play. Uh they go six on four, excellent Vasilevsky, a number of huge saves. The power play ends, uh, or on the power play, sorry. Leon Dry was could have put it in over Vasilevsky's pad. And the ref just blew the whistle, yeah. Like right there, momentum killer. But you know what? I can't, I can't blame the refs. Like that's a bad break. But like, how many opportunities did they have to tie it? They, they ended up scoring anyway to go up five four. And who's to say after if they score that goal that the new okane still scores right? Like yeah. you just you don't know. They 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 got it with they got it close, but it just it didn't matter. Like again, the Oilers played well. They scored four goals on a goalie having a like once a season type performance and. They they still lost the game because their goalie yep. was just that bad.
1: Just they just couldn't make the cut. Um, yeah, like I, I I just want to stop talking about this game, man. It it sucks. It's a pain. But uh, let's let's get into the press conference. Yeah. First, like uh, we'll start with some easy ones. We'll we'll warm you back up after after a day off, after a little bit of boozing and perusing. I'm sure from your from your uh, semester ending. Uh, we'll start with McInerney's question: What goalie do you want to go after? Who do you want to see in the net? Oh, well, like you you've mentioned, none of Montreal's three. Mm-hmm. You dream wife? is U C Soros. Oh
0: yeah. Dream is UC UCSR still is. I don't care what anyone says. I, ju- I still believe, I mean, Nashville's in a playoff spot, honestly. So, so I guess I should hold off on that, even though I, I still believe they would trade him, but maybe it's Jaroslav Askarov who is not proven and that'd be a very, very risky trade, but he's still with play. all the futures. It's one of the best goalie prospects in the last like 10 years. And you sitting there, uh, playing for brick, I believe Bridgeport, uh, just, just sitting there just waiting to play in the nhl but nashville's got a really good goalie and he's not going anywhere so who knows yeah. there's obviously you never know like could john gibson be had is he still good who knows with that one mackenzie blackwood is a great option elvis Merlekins is on the ir a little bit uh, he's cheaper. been kind of relatively mid but again he's been pretty really good this year in front of a pretty very shitty columbus team probably the world worst if not second worst team in the NHL like that would be a guy if you could that'd be a guy you could probably move Campbell to them in, in a swap for and get Merzlikens and not have to add that
1: much just another
0: he's on a very similar deal.
1: Another dude who I mean he celebrated a win tonight Carter Hart out of Philly. What do you think? Because uh, Philly Philly should be rebuilding like this is this is the thing that you look right You you have you have Campbell who's mm-hmm. probably going to help you tank a bunch of games Carter Hart if you could be, had. I mean, I mean, like, ideally, yeah,
0: sure. I'd love Carter Hart in theory, but like, uh, uh how do i put this uh he's a good goalie <laughs> he's but he's a good until goalie the, but he's got until some things canada, until the team canada stuff comes out you don't touch it. i'm sure philly would have traded him if they could no one wants to trade for him they're all everyone's waiting for the team canada stuff to come out
1: it's a shadow uh, over his head
0: well yeah and you can't you can't touch that contract uh until the uh suspensions are Announced and and whatnot. So yeah, I I mean in theory, yeah, Carter Hart, Edmonton guy would be sick. But I mean even option,
1: Like let's say the contract gets canceled out, right? At least you got to dump Campbell.
0: But I, I don't I don't think they would take Campbell in a Carter Hart mm-hmm. deal. They would want assets for Carter. Carter Hart still is a a top end goalie uh at his peak when he's playing good. He's still really young yet. They're not. You're paying for Carter Hart. You're paying a lot of assets, and you're still, yeah. It's not gonna be good. How high do you think Edmonton could climb before the playoffs? Uh from Luke Venables. Okay, that's a good one. So mm. we so here, I'll just give you my thoughts. So essentially, yeah, the Oilers lose today. Uh it it, it all depends on goaltending. Like this is a team that can play. This team could go on another eight-game heater, 10-game heater, 12-game heater easily. Like they are so good. It all depends on goaltending from here on out. The schedule gets harder. And then I think after the all-star break, it's going to get really uh, a lot lighter, similar to the way it did last year. I honestly would not be shocked if they caught the Vancouver Canucks. That's my, that's my measuring stick. You think the PDO coming have, down? Well, it has been. The Canucks have been, you know, very mediocre since, you know, their insane start and the Oilers have been the complete opposite. I, I think they can get third in the Pacific. I honestly really do. yeah I think they can get third in the Pacific and LA has lost three in a row on the road I think now like these teams are coming back down to earth you lost one you just got to see how you rebound now, it'll tell me a lot how they come out and play against Florida next game um because yeah if you go back and continue winning here like obviously you can't win every game like mm-hmm. that's you know gonna happen. but like if you play like this again you'll win way more than you lose and I think they'll finish in a divisional spot so yeah uh,
1: it's like it's so it's a rough t-
0: one tonight it, yeah. it's just frustrating like we could go through the game it was an awesome game there's a ton of stuff happened we could go through it but really the storyline's goaltending and we kind of yeah. kind of touched
1: on it right and some short memory right like if if you asked just a game ago it would the prospects would be so high it'd be like yeah we're gonna have like 50 wins no problem it's gonna be 100 something points the others are unstoppable they're such a wagon think.
0: I still give them, and I give them somewhere between. I'm. I put the. I'd say they could get still in the hundred to hundred and five point range by the end of the season. I. Th- I think that's very realistic, honestly, for this it's, team. It's so tough,
1: man. I. I'm. I'm feeling like a. I don't think they'll get fifty. Let's let's say. I don't there's think they're going to get fifty wins.
0: No, they can't get fifty wins. But. But there's uh, there's fifty five games left here. If they yeah. go. Thirty. 19 and one, so like a 40. That's, not, that's horrible
1: math, <laughs> Jesus.
0: So that like, was just 50.
1: So, like, it... <laughs> okay, so so thinking, 30, let's 20, say like 44 and one, you're thinking what, but like 45 wins?
0: Than... Yeah, I think they could get above 45 wins. I I, yeah.
1: I wouldn't be shocked if 35, 35 19 and one, <laughs> yeah, because because Emmett's terrible. I mean, do they either win? In in overtime or they just Even, lose in regulation. It's saying, it's so oh, I, hard.
0: Now I'm keep going back on my thing. Like I'm saying thirty-nine. <laughs> thirty-nine fifteen and one or thirty-nine fourteen and one. I'm I can't, I can't do the,
1: the math that well. I'm throwing in so, I'm I'm the towel. No more major. no more math on stream. Yeah. <laughs> no more math on stream. I'm embarrassing myself. <laughs> We'll finish with this one. Um, MGD addressed it to me, so I guess I'll take this question. Mm-hmm. With John Tavares getting his thousandth point recently, do you think that McDavid will get his thousandth this year? He's currently at 888 career points. He's drafted six years after Tavares. I mean, they the guys on SDPN talked about it for a little bit. Corey Perry's or sorry, Connor McDavid's insane. He's gonna catch Corey Perry, a guy who's done his career is done he's already caught brad marchand insane like i he's he's in the greats territory already and this is a player who's just getting into his prime do i think he's gonna hit a thousand this year i don't i think he'll be a little bit shy of that yeah. i think yeah. i'm thinking like i would like him to but... I, I love him too, <laughs> but i don't think it's realistic to happen i mean you, if you ask anyone, if you if you interview Connor McDavid, it's like, hey, does this, does this mean something to you? You know, you're gonna get in close to a thousand points. You want to do it this season? Dude doesn't care. Like he's gonna say he doesn't care. Maybe deep down he does, but nah. if if you ask him when the Oilers are like five points out of a playoff spot, fuck no, dude. I don't care about a thousand. I just want to get us into the playoffs. I want to start playing post-season hockey um yeah if he gets to a thousand great but i'm i'm thinking he's gonna be you know like 950 or something like that and he's he's not gonna care
0: He gotta average two points per game for the rest of the season i mean it's possible it's it's i'd give it a 25 chance of happening <laughs> honestly like he's he's that good that he can average two points per game for the rest of the season especially you know he had the slow start that's where else got a speed wobbles out whatever i believe If he at the end of this season, you know, if he stays on his current pace, he'll be third all time in Oilers scoring, something like that, if not very close. Like, yeah. And Ryan Nugent Hopkins, by the end of the season, will be third all time in games played for the Edmonton Oilers. Two guys ahead of him, Ryan Smith and Kevin Lowe. And then not next season, but the season after Ryan Nugent Hopkins, barring Andrea, of course, will be the franchise leader in games played. So like there are some milestones upcoming um uh and i think they will all be hit it's just a matter of when but if connor doesn't do it you know in by april he'll do it literally by october
1: 15th he'll be done yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'll
0: get a thousand quick
1: I don't think it's but it's high on the priorities for anyone on I, this team. <laughs> I used to care.
0: I used to watch the individual awards. I do want Dry Settle win the Art Ross. I want the all that stuff. I, I wanted hundred and fifty points. I actually don't care. I couldn't care less about the individual points now, and I'm sure they're the exact same way. I li- I only care if they win. If McDavid and Settle don't finish top five in scoring this year, I do not care. I still know that they're both the two best players in the National Hockey League. I know that Evan Bouchard is a top 3 defenseman in the yeah. National Hockey League. Uh like I I just care about winning. I just care about winning. I just care about winning and I know that they do too and it you know what? Get a fucking goalie yes. and then you'll be able to win. So. get a
1: goalie if we if we get there if we get to the big show off the backs of like zach hyman right who cares just someone score the goals someone make the saves get us into the playoffs and then we'll try and go cup hunting before mcdavid and dryside will have another uh huge boost to their salaries uh yeah. that's it for the show tonight guys thank you so much for being here sorry it couldn't be a a, a win uh, it would have been well deserved but hey Next game, it's going to be another test. Good Florida teams coming into town. It's Saturday. It's an 8 p.m. Mountain Time puck drop. Zach and I will be back for that show. Tune into game over, Edmonton. Zach, where can they find you? You can find me at
0: ZWheel97 on Twitter, bitching about the Oilers' goaltending. Dennis, where can they find you?
1: <laughs> at dennis lee yeg i try to keep it more toned down more mellow but if you get a, a little tidbit about uh my missing laptop please do tweet <laughs> it at me <laughs> that's it for the night show good night everybody unfortunately we can't play la bamba tonight but we will leave you with our outro video Bye bye <laughs>